This episode of The Chicken Nick Show is brought to you by The Beanery, with locations in Gretna, Papillion, and Ashland. Buy a $25 gift card and get a free drink. Plus, buy The Chicken Nick Show drink, get a discount as well. Great coffee, buy some beans, head on home, brew it yourself. It's The Beanery. Check them out at TheBeaneryCoffee.com. And I love basketball. And I couldn't be more excited. I think that pretty much sums it up, does it not? Let's wrap it up. Uh, one minute pod. It's a world record for us. There's nothing more to say, my friend. I mean, there's just nothing more to talk about, is there? Besides the fact I'm holding a bracket in my hand. <laughs> I'm holding it, Matt. Do you ever, when you get your first hands on a bracket, you like to grab a pen and just do the whole, do the whole Malcolm Gladwell blink bracket, where you just don't even think, you just go. I've never done that before. Um, <laughs> well, you're a, you're a, you got no bracket. I mean, not to go all Golic and Greeny on like no bracket integrity. You know, you, you seem like the kind of guy that has 67,000 brackets, bruh. I'll do my Gladwell bracket going just off the gut. But after that, your boy fills out one bracket and he gets thorough, real thorough. All right. You see it? So. I see the bracket now. I see the bracket. And do you print out the one where you have to fill it in, or do you print out the one that's pre-filled in? It's, I, usually, I got an empty bracket, and your boy is filling it in as, you know, Mr. Gumbel's given us all of the goodies. But Kim got called into work at the worst possible time. I had two kids. had to get them dinner. I had to pa I was mm. like... 45, I could not, I was not tuned in right at 5 o'clock because I was too busy being a DAD, which is not tight. So I couldn't do that. So I got to print it out here with everything all neatly typed in. And if, I mean, you want me to show you my Gladwell bracket? I don't know if I feel comfortable showing you my Gladwell bracket. First of all, you were being a DAD, which on Selection Sunday is to BAD. And uh, you had dad duties. Uh, I, I didn't think I was going to watch the show. We were going to go out to dinner with the family, decided against it. And so we stayed home, and I started watching the show. And it's, it's certainly a different vibe, uh, the show, because you're not sending teams anywhere. It's like, you know what the toughest region is? Indiana region. <laughs> <laughs> it is different where it's like you'd lose a little bit of that. You know, first and second round action in Sacramento. It's just, you know, you don't get it. And we didn't even get, I thought we'd have like our first and second round action playing at Hinkle Fieldhouse. We have. You're like, right. We didn't have, we don't have anything. All we Nothing. know is what day a game is going to happen. Where we're go It's going to be in the state of Indiana. It is going to be on this day, but outside of that, no one knows anything. It's right? embarrassing. It's, it's, it's really embarrassing. They've really, They've they really screwed this this whole thing up. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it pretty much they're telling everyone, every team, you're going to move to Indiana and you're going to have to speak Indianapolis. You're going to move to France and you're going to have to speak French. <laughs> exactly what happened. It's all that is. Does Clark Kellogg make you just want to buy a thesaurus oh. and just become a better speaker and usage of the English? language he just seems like the guy that you'd love to have as your next door neighbor he'd show up to your house when you moved in with a sweater vest and a bowl of applesauce and say welcome to the neighborhood if you ever need anything i got a shed right over there i got a garage any tools you need come on over knock on the door just the the greatest human being in the world i mean that's what he that's what he seems like you know well, paul b and cardi knows him very well and paul and and clark kellogg watches a lot of the smaller conference mid-majors. And so we'll do a game, and he'll get off the air and go, Clark sent us a text, said really good job. Like, why don't you tell him to send me it? <laughs> he does. I will say, because sometimes you don't know if guys in the studio, you know all about this, are just fully you know what, you know? Because he is the king of any, any, any like mid or low major. He acts like he is just like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, and... <laughs> 
And Michigan will take on Texas Southern. It's like Texas Southern now very judicious and expeditious in how they like to get delicious shots in the interior. Going to be a good guy. Like, you're like what? Yeah, I didn't hear any of that that he said. I didn't hear any of the delicious expeditious. Uh, but there is – we've always joked. We always did a bit on the show where all you need to do is sound intelligent – no one knows most of these teams. No one's seen most of these teams play. Not even play. Gonzaga. I mean, people, not even, even Gonzaga, you could say anything. Like, excellent in the half court defensively, really control pace, slow it down. And be like, that's all not right. Yeah. But people are like, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's all about matchups, controlling the tempo, which style's going to win out, really. Um, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> it's like, thanks. Appreciate it. I, there, nothing warms my heart more than seeing high paid analysts go on TV and pick chalk. It's like, I really? Know. Really? All this analysis. You're helping me pick out my bracket by telling me to pick it out the way the selection committee laid it out. Well, here's Thank what you. here's what I'm frustrated with. Because oh, your boy, your boy didn't want to get chalky. Uh, well, what else can you do? Every time you get a bracket, you got to go chalky. You're not going to pick a three or a four seed to get to the the final four. And oh, how dare you hate Creighton? Oh, you better believe your boy got a four seed in the final four, bro. I hated to do it, but here's the problem: is you know what I do sometimes? I have teams that I am madly in love with prior to the bracket. I I pick like eight to ten teams, and I will say, you know, like. Oregon and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Or I'll say, Kate Cunningham and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. <laughs> and so what I hate is when there are teams that I like and they are just, they're running into each other too soon. So I'm frustrated here. No. Yeah, it's like, uh, I wanted to pick this team, but now I want to jump off of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. <laughs> your boy got, you know, your boy, your, your boy got chalky with the final four. Can you just say I? <laughs> it sounds so, what sounds cooler? I got chalky with the final four or, you know, your boy got chalky with the final four, which person do you want to talk to? I don't know, but I don't want to talk to Chalky McChalkerson over here, okay? I want some analysis. You, is that no. what you want? Yeah. You, Chalky and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. So let me just say, let me before we go through the bracket here, or, oh. well, we're not going to go through the bracket. It's terrible radio, okay? <laughs> All right, but, let's start with Norfolk State and Gonzaga. <laughs> I'm going to jump off of a mountain. On top of a mountain. Um, how many NCAA tournament teams did you call this year? Did you see In and call? Okay, well, I, I should have. You know what, man? I mean, okay. And where do you have them going? <laughs> how far do you have them The problem going? is the teams that I – see, that's the problem. You know, they're, every team you see – you want to get married to him on top of a mountain. On top of a mountain. <laughs> For example, I was ready to declare that Missouri and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. But guess who their second round matchup is? Gonzaga. And no matter how much I want to get married on top of a mountain... Gonzaga's, on top of a mountain. Gonzaga's too big of a mountain. On top of a mountain. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm saying, dog? Well, I mean, right. okay. So, oh, I mean, this is horrible radio. How many have I seen either in person yeah, did or you called call in person or okay. called on TV, not in person? Okay. You know what I mean? Like right. broadcasted, yeah. prepped, talked to talked the coaches. Like I, I, I could have been right. in Charlotte on top of a mountain, <laughs> but I called on the game. On top of a mountain. <laughs> I cannot believe we're trending towards this podcast being named On Top of a Mountain. Like, why? This, the movie is so old. But it's and now we're so good. It it's so good. Okay. Uh, okay. Missouri 1, Creighton 2, Kansas 3, Oregon 4, Iowa 5, Michigan 6. I'm michigan uh, Georgetown 7. Michigan State, eight. You can nine. Oh, I got to look excited there. Um, Nova, ten. 
Uh, um, that might do her, Doug. All right. Rutgers 11. 11 squads. It's Your good. boy saw. So all 11 teams are in the Sweet 16 Mountain. On top of a mountain. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, I, you know, it's funny. You, you're mentioning all these major conference teams. I've seen Houston. I called Houston. Nice. Winthrop. Nice. App State. Nice. No- North Texas. Ooh, the mean green boy. You oh, might. Hamlet, man. Ooh, Hamlet. I tell you what, he's a, he's a boy. I mean, he'll get you. He'll get you. He will get you. Watch out for, for Hamlet, because when they, as you're filling out it, and you know they've got Hamlet, you're thinking North Texas, to be or not to be in the Sweet 16. If you want legitimate bracket analysis, you have come to the right place so far. All right? <laughs> this is good. This is this, um, is, this is good. And I've also seen Abilene Christian. I saw them the other night. Let me tell you something about Abilene Christian. Tell me, okay? tell me something about them. Number one, turnover margin in the nation. Number one, force turnovers. They, they force as many turnovers as they allow field goals. 20. A game, I'm telling you. They force 20 turnovers a game? 20 turnovers a game. Number one in the nation. Dang, duh. Lou Number Elbert. one in the nation. Turnovers he doesn't play for them. Uh, oh, okay. But Colton Cole, Damian uh, Daniels. I mean, there's some. You have to have the same first and last. <laughs> the first initial, the first and last name. Damian Daniels, Colton Cole. Boom. Go that's, check them out. By the way, Joe, once, you know? Joe Golding is the head coach there. Uh, we were doing a. I had to do a Zoom day of for the Southland Conference Tournament Saturday afternoon. But the Zoom was scheduled during, like, a Little League practice oh. that I, you know, I'm trying to swing the bat better. You know, I'm in a good league. <laughs> like so. when Kramer when Kramer was taking karate with all the little kids. <laughs> so I'm coaching uh, Porter, my 7-year-old, and Cohen, my 10-year-old. So we had practices. And so in between, I'm, I'm Zooming with Joe. And he goes, uh, or no, it was before Porter's practice. He goes, I said, sorry, I'm in a, I'm in the parking lot of a little league uh, <laughs> ball field here. And he's like, oh, that's all right. I go, I got, we got practice coming up. He's like, oh, that's awesome. And, you know, the coaches love it. Right? Oh, yeah, that's right, great. Right. They're living like, vicariously oh, you know, through you, you know. Yeah, he's like, don't walk anybody, right? Just, you know, he's nice. talking about the, He's talking about, well, so we get done with the game that night. And we're interviewing Joe Golding live. <laughs> don't tell me he brings up. Little League. He asks me on the air as we're finishing up the interview how Little League went today. (laughs) And America was so confused. And it's like, at that point, what do you do? Like, take him to the Final Four. That's what you do. Now you, 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 hold on, hold on here. Matt Schick and Abilene Christian are going to get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. You're committed. If you don't have them at least to the Elite Eight, it's ridiculous. You've done all the work. Now they just got to go out there and do it. Great right, job. Congratulations, Joe. It was a great performance. And, hey, appreciate uh, good it. How'd that, baseball, how'd that Little League baseball, how'd that Little uh, league baseball game go? Well, it was a practice, so we won. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. There you go, man. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Remember, no walks, man. No walks. See you guys. That's exactly right. In a Zoom meeting earlier today with a Little League baseball practice, Joe Golding, the best. 79-45 win. I mean, what do you do Whoa. with that? What do you what do? You, do? That? you know, you know what you do. You know what to do. Don't act like you don't know what to do with that. You and Joe are gonna get married on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are gonna get married on top of a mountain. Yeah, we probably should. Don't so tell me you don't know what to do with that. Come I on. like Abilene Christian. I think Winthrop. They got a good draw. Be, it's it's gonna be hard for me to not put Winthrop in the Sweet Sixteen. It's just it's going to be a challenge. For me, with DJ Burge and Chandler Vaudry, it's just—it's not a mid-major team. It's just not. Well, and Nova isn't Nova without Colin right. Gillespie. So, in all sincerity, right. like I—I I think Winthrop's got a great opportunity here to because uh, they got a wounded a wounded Nova squad to to win that to win their first game. So I'm I I I, I know you and Winthrop have already gotten married on top of a mountain. 
But I think Rock. there's there's gonna be a reception when they beat Nova on top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. All right. So it's going to be hard to uh, go against chalk here, right? Yeah. Like Gonzaga just, I tweeted it out. They got a cakewalk here. They just, they have on a cakewalk. Creighton, how dare you.com. Com. How dare yep. you. Com. You need to log on to how dare you. Com. So but it is going to be hard to not get chalky with this bad boy. It's going to be hard not to. Uh, Gonzaga's right there, obviously. You know, who knows with Baylor and, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's going to be one of those tournaments where who knows if everyone's going to be able to play, right? I mean, you don't even know. You don't yeah, even know. I mean, even even the the thing that, that Creighton has to like, you know, UC Santa Barbara has only lost one game since December 28th. But you look at their their who they've played. They have not they have not played a single power conference opponent all season. So you know, from that standpoint, it's it's a little it could be a little uh, a pretty big jump for a team from the Big South to take on a team like Creighton. And then Virginia, how dare you, Big West? How dare you? Hey, or sorry, Big West. I was thinking about what was I thinking? Is Big South is Winthrop Big South? Yeah, I was thinking about I was thinking about Winthrop. Um, but then, then obviously Creighton's got a great situation with the four seed in their pod. Virginia's having some serious COVID issues. I mean, there's a chance that they might have to bow out. And if Kramer wrote, that would mean Louisville is in Virginia's place. It'd be the first in. Yeah. If if Virginia was the only team to be bounced. Yeah. How about that? Well, I mean, so so it's a it's a it's a decent little uh You ready for Jacory McLaughlin got dog? Oh, you better believe it. I've already downloaded three games. You know what I got going on later tonight. I've already had I had a late cup of coffee. I'm gonna watch a lot of UC Santa Barbara tonight, you know what I'm saying, Doc? But uh, yeah, what? Okay, what? I, I so you got to like that situation with Virginia though, where they're yeah. Tony Bennett said they're not they can't even travel to Indianapolis until Friday, I believe, and so who knows what their situation is going to be like. So Creighton's got an opportunity, but nevertheless, obviously, with you got you know you staring down the barrel of potentially seeing Gonzaga in the Sweet Sixteen, that's a that's a problem. Yeah. But but you have to like obviously you go okay Gonzaga's in the path in the Sweet Sixteen, but it's like just if you get to the Sweet Sixteen, whatever you know, like just get there, just win a game, get past the first weekend. Something Creighton's never been able to do. So uh, yeah, it feels like if they're not going to get to the second weekend this year, then it's like geez. You know, not not like the if not now when, but like seriously, if not now when. Well, chick. I mean, think about think about what happened last time they were in Charlotte. Shouts out to Matt Chick from Charlotte. You bet. But you, bet they, you betcha. They played Kansas State, who didn't have uh, their best player, and lost to Kansas State, and that That's was right. the year that UMBC beat Virginia. So they would have played UMBC to go to the Sweet Sixteen, and they couldn't get her done. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, th- this see th- this scenario is pretty good for you know because that coach self used to always say, guys, get you know, you know, we didn't guard, got him by it, we didn't guard, and 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 Matt, you'd agree. I, I told the guys we just got to look at this as three two game tournaments, three two game tournaments. That's it, bud. Three two three, got him by it, got him by it. But that's what if you think of it as just three two game tournaments. This two game tournament for Creighton. Not bad, right? I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's doable. I mean, it's it's rare to say, "Hey, we just lost to Georgetown. It was a forty-eight to six run, but we're in good shape." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know what happened on Saturday night at the Garden. I mean, no doubt. I mean, if we sheesh, you checked in with Tyler McKinney at all on that, or is he? Uh, let's go uh, line two. Here is Tyler McKinney. Tyler, your thoughts on the biggies? Tournament championship game. I'm not happy about that. Yep. All right. And uh, thank you for the call. Let's go to line three. Bill Snyder is on the line. Bill Snyder, your thoughts on what you told Creighton after the Big East Tournament Championship game? I told him we just got our fannies waxed. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Don't call on anyone else. There's no one else on the line. Uh, I would like to ask you about this, though, because you did something. Got and I don't, I don't know why this stuff happens. I don't know why you do these things. Mm-hmm. But you, <laughs> you, uh, there's Zegarowski into the front court. Marcus looking, 
Gets to the rack. Has oh. to back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. Oh. oh, a bounce pass. Drop a dime. And picking it up was Christian Bishop and sending it home. 74 to 42. Oh, what a nifty pass by Zegarowski. Golly. I want another replay on that because we had the low angle look on that. And now Butler turns it over Ooh. with a pass into the backcourt. Here's another look. Zegarowski gets up the left lane line, jump stop, reverse pivot, and then behind oh. the back bounce pass to Christian Bishop. Oh. Sweet mama, was that pretty. I need to hit the showers right now. <laughs> <laughs> I <mean>, golly. <laughs> Marcus Zegarowski. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, how about that hard-hitting analysis? I didn't say a word. <laughs> didn't say a word other than golly, and then when I finally said I needed a shower. All you did was oh, 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 oh. Later added a oh. Golly, need a shower, mentioned his name. <laughs> That's all I did. Like... I want to, all right, I'm going to cut these up, and I'm going to play it. This is all you did. These, these were your contributions to perhaps the play of the night. Has to oh. back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. Oh. Oh. Golly. Ooh. I'm oh. sweet. I need to hit the showers right now. <laughs> I mean, golly. Marcus Zagorowski. Oh. All right. Thanks for, all, thanks for all of your contributions there. <laughs> Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. That was absolutely amazing. Not the play, no. but the call. Like yeah. the, it really did start with the oh 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 oh. You, could, oh, you oh. could feel it happening. Oh. Back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you could feel it. I mean, I was feeling it. Back. I saw it. Has oh. Back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. And Bishop is playing off of you. Yes. He gives the final O to try to be like, all right, that's enough. I'll play with you on here, but I'm going to need some analysis here. Correct. Has oh. to back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. Oh. oh, a bounce pass. Drop a dime. And picking it up was Christian Bishop and sending it home. 74 to 42. <laughs> oh. You're really painting the picture well, once again on the radio for the second straight week. The problem is, and you know what NRG Media is like, John and I are in the listener lounge. Oh, okay. So we have that whole basement, just us. Oh, oh, you're in the listener lounge. Oh, 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 oh I didn't know. It's like when you order mozzarella sticks and you see the waiter bringing it to the table. You're like, oh, 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 Has oh, to it out. oh, and a oh, pass. oh, oh, a bounce pass, drop a dime. <laughs> <laughs> but it lends itself to when you start to get giggly and crunk, where you just, it really, really feels like you're in, it feels like we're in, like I'm in high you're school hanging again, out. hanging you're out in someone's out. basement watching a game. And, all, and John and I gotta right. we gotta tighten it up a little bit, but <laughs> but you could see Marcus. I could see what he was seeing when he started to Picking pivot. It up with to the rack, has oh. to back it out. Oh. And a beautiful oh. pass. Oh. Oh. I mean, I could feel it. I could feel it. And then they got waxed the next game. <laughs> Who cares? Who Detail. cares? Minor details, my friend. Oh, minor oh, details. Okay. Oh, 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 and when it was my turn to jump in as the analyst, all I could add was another, oh. <laughs> I couldn't even gather myself enough to add a, a, a word. You gave him nothing. I gave him nothing. I just couldn't imagine what it felt like if someone was truthfully driving around listening to the game, going, what just happened? What, what, what is happening? <laughs>
you, Nick Baugh is counting on John at that point to not only provide play-by-play, but also color and Oh, back it out. Oh, oh, oh. Pass. oh. <laughs> you got to be like, what happened? Hold on. What? Is that good? What happened? Oh, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. I got a little giggly. I was getting a little giggly there. I got a little crunk. I mean, the NCAA tournament, your boy is going to have to. I got to calm down when I'm in the basement there. You do. You do. There's no doubt. There's no no doubt. No doubt. Uh, There's a couple of quick things, a couple of things I want to get into here. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, we used to do something called the drop-off tournament. Yeah, we sure did. Where we would seed like the 64, 68 drops playing games for drops in a bracket in a bracket style format we'd have people vote online of which drops were best and then the winning drop at the end would be turned into a t-shirt and we did it two or three times and then we got and then they got rid of our show and we didn't do it again (laughs) but there were so many people like hey you need to need to do this you know you need to need to do this drop-off tournament. We'd love to have you do the drop-off tournament. Like, It's hard, man. It's like, what do you... What do you do? What do you expect? It's just hard to do. It is tough. It's tough and, to maneuver. Yeah, and I don't... You know, it's like I, like I said, I just don't... I really don't think... It, I don't want to let people down. The last no. thing you want to do is let people down. Right, right, right. You I know. So, uh, you know. Can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. Sorry, guys. It's exciting. I'm not happy about that. You're the crap. You're a clown. What are you, 10? What's going on, Bubba? You obviously don't understand Nebraska football. From Herdat Media, it's the 2021 Chick and Nick Show Drop-Off Tournament. Wonderful. Today, we unveil the four number one seeds. Wonderful. The number one overall seed in the Beanery region. Nick Baugh doing his best Michael Severe. Chevy Gwinox with a bucket seat. The number one seed in the Soybean region. Greg Sharp with a new slogan for Husker football. I'm fed up. This is Big Red Football. The number one seed in the Revolution Raps bracket, Michael Jordan pleading guilty to gluttony. I eat the pizza. All by myself. Nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. And the number one seed in the McKinney region, it's our good friend, Ronnie Green. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. And those are your number one seeds for the Chick and Nick Show drop-off tournament. Catch the fever. I forgot about Ken. I forgot about Ken. It's so. It's so stupid. Why at the end? We always did it like that was the shell of the open. It was always catch the fever. Catch what fever? People getting to vote about noises? Catch the fever. Oh, 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 no. So we did the best things we've always done are things that Nick has not heard before they made it. It's great. Oh, man, alive. I'm hurting. <laughs> really hurting here. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Okay, I'm good. I think I'm all right. All right. All right. All right. I, 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 I'm good. We got a media timeout. We're good. I'm recovered <laughs> here. I don't know what I for catch the fever hit me in a place that has not been hit in quite some time. Wow. So anyway, do you have any disagreements with the number one seed? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. The hard part is, like, it's hard to remember all the great 
I mean, no. I mean, the, the big one, the, the Chevy Equinox or the bucket seats, and then Ronnie Green, I think, are the are the ones that just yeah. have to be there. Michael Jordan's I Ate the Pizza, actually, if you go through the metrics of our downloads, that Ate the Pizza one was outside of, like, our first two or three pods. That was the most downloaded one. Thousands and thousands of downloads for that one. And I think it was because of the, I mean, it was because of MJ and the Little Caesars and all that stuff. Well, it, here's here's the the reason Jordan eat the pizza has a soft spot is that correct me if I'm wrong. That might be the first original drop from the podcast. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think yeah. I think that's why we all got fired up about that. It was like, look at this. We've we we birthed the baby together in this podcast, and it's Michael Jordan eat the pizza, right? Other than that, right. we were revisiting McKinney and all that stuff, right. you know. But th- so I think that place that, or that or that drop's got a special place in everyone's heart too. And you know, the McKinney region is just throwing a bone to McKinney. You know, it probably could have been the Buck Naked Barbecue Sauce region or yeah. something like that. But yeah, uh, I'm but- fed up. Is got a, is is solid. I would say whatever a two seed would probably have to be. You were on a panel. And it's got a okay. Well, I mean, I've got here. so so. Here's what we got to do here, and this is we aren't we aren't going to like throw out a '68, you know, drop. Right, we just don't have enough new stuff. No. But what we can do is throw a CBI at you, a CIT. <laughs> we could do. We could. That's actually really good. You just said it on the air, and I think that's the right way to do it. The NIT has 16 teams. Should we do that? Let's just do a 16 teamer. We'll do. Uh, you know, I've got the one through four seats kind of laid out in terms of what they could be. They do include some, a couple of old classics just to, you know, because, I mean, frankly, we've only done this for 52 episodes and it's not like we. And a lot of it has able... been revisiting old, you know, old right. segments or whatever. But what we could do is, because we're only doing this once a week, is we'll throw them out on Twitter. So check out, follow us on Twitter, Schick Nick Show is the Twitter account. And every day we'll throw out some matchups and we'll just do this Perfect. as we as we go along. Yes. And you know, by the time the NCAA tournament's over, we'll have a you know NIT champion. <laughs> perfect. Just the way this is perfect. It's it, so. it's it is an NIT style bracket drop off tournament. There it is. That's it. That's uh, that's the way to do it. So your number one seeds, number one overall seed was a late Almost like a catch fire type of, yeah. you know, what Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats is they're Georgetown, right? Right. They Georgetown was good for four days this year. That's it. Okay? But they're in Chevy, the tournament. Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats was good for about three episodes, yeah. right? Right. And so uh, that's there. I'm fed up. This is big red football is going to be tough to beat. Might that topic be revisited? And also the uh, the I ate the pizza. So we'll have some twos and threes and. I mean, I could tell you what I think the field should be. I think the two seeds, uh, you were on a panel, is definitely a two. Yeah. Uh, Big Mac Sack, I think, is oh, a two. Yes. Yes. Uh, over here on our right with Paul here might need to be a two. It's a sneaky. Because it never a... made a drop-off tournament. Like, you have to give credence to drops that never made drop-off tournaments. It's, been, it's just missed. It's, it's, been, it's been on the bubble a couple of times, hasn't quite cracked the field. But, boy, has it cracked the field in a major way this year. Yeah. Um, the I'm not happy about that could be a two seed. Yeah. Uh, other options for threes and fours, um, you know, Nacho Typical Restaurant. Right. Davison, Matt Davison's Yes Scream. Perfect. Uh, the I Apologize uh, Deep Breath Montana never made it to a drop-off tournament. Right? Well, then that one we, has to be in there. It, it's got to be in there. The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Board where you squealed <laughs> was, was really good. Oh, wow. LeBron James, I didn't smoke the hookah, but I was there. was a good one. That was a very good one. That could sneak in there. I think one time I said Tom Osborne had teeth. People <laughs> thought that should be. So we'll take your suggestions. Tweet them at us. Uh, email them. Uh, so we're really only married to about eight drops, you would say. We still got – so we can – we can let the. Do we want to let the listeners kind of be the the committee for the rest of the field, or what? I mean, How do you I, want to I do think this? that'd be. I, I think that would be wise because we don't need to put out a a, a bracket at least maybe till the end of this week. We have the number one seeds. We got a full week. Yeah, we got a full you know, week to really get her going here. That's right. And so by next week, hopefully, we'll have an official bracket. If you want to do it up and and uh, put it on Twitter. And we'll retweet it and have some fun, uh, and we'll take your nominations uh, there. Oh, Last true. thing before we get out here. 
Uh, there's no way Nebraska should play Oklahoma. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, see you later. Chicken it. Chicken it. All right, time to take a quick time out here from another Emmy Award-winning conversation here on the Chicken Nick Pod to tell you about our friends at the Beanery. Paul owns the Beanery, and that's why we go off on our right with uh, Paul here. We're here on our right with uh, Paul here. TheBeaneryCoffee.com is the website to check them out. Hot drinks, cold drinks, food, smoothies, whatever you want. It's a great place to have a break in the day. And you know what else, too? Look, you, you want your coffee. It helps me become regular. But the one thing you don't want is to get your Chan Ho Park game right. I had a lot of diarrhea. No, you, you certainly do not want to get your Chan Ho Park game right. It'll keep you regular without going full-scale Chan Ho Park. Diarrhea. So that's a good thing. And you know what else is a good thing? Is you still have the Schick and Nick drink where you need to make sure that when you get a drink from the beanery, if you take a picture of it and post it online, you can put your name into a drawing where you could potentially win a $20 gift card to the beanery. It's a pretty gosh darn good deal right there. It's exciting. Well, that'll make you feel good. Again, take a selfie with your coffee that you get at the beanery, post it online, on Twitter, tag them, tag us, and you'll have a chance to win a $20 gift card. Plus, as we said, if you buy a $25 gift card, you will get a free drink. And also, they can come to you as well, whether it's your business or your school. Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing. Yeah, all you got to do is email info at thebeanerycoffee.com and you're going to get an amazing coffee truck that is going to come to you, to your business, to your school, whatever, and you're going to be getting your Beanery Coffee game right and you're going to become the most popular person on earth. And then you can say, yeah, my uh, son's playing with the uh, coffee truck. My son's playing with the concrete mixer. All right, that made no sense. Go to thebeanerycoffee.com with our friend uh, Paul here. With uh, Paul here. And you will not get your Chan Ho Park game right. I had a lot of diarrhea. All right, so last thing we got to get into here. When the story came out, and this is finally we're going to talk about a Mitch Sherman article. It's nice. just not the one that we, we, nope. we were going to. But next week, hey, next week. Next week. Next week, we're getting into boy. Mitch Sherman's story from a month ago. That Bo Pelini era, boy, that was crazy. We're going to get into it. <laughs> I'm going to coin this phrase. We're going to do a deep dive. Deep dive, Bo Pelini era. No one's ever really done it. We're doing it next week, all based on Mitch Sherman's article. Yep. So we're going to do that next week. Uh, but this week, he wrote the story, and, and many did, about uh, Nebraska, 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 trying to back out of the game against Oklahoma. And I did something on Twitter. Uh oh. Which was. What'd you do? Was, was a challenge to do, but I, but I did it. Uh, when the story came out, and almost immediately right when Brett McMurphy tweeted that out, or maybe an hour later, and I thought about it, I, I tweeted out something that was diff- that's difficult to do, and it's called nuance, right? I tried to provide... How dare you? Nuance? <laughs> no one wants that. Well, what, I bet you can see both sides of this. Right? Oh, God. Somewhere in the middle... The, hey, Matt, I bet the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? What a loser you are. <laughs> All right. I tried, to, I tried to not take either side of the matter. Look but just, at you. You just are not Twitter material. That's what you are. I tried to view it in the context of a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Okay, look at you. <laughs> Getting so, outside of yourself and putting yourself in someone else's shoes. You think that's Twitter.com material? Come on, Sorry, man. To, uh, you're right. I should have just backed out. But <sighs> I tweeted this. I said, this was about noon or maybe 11 a.m. Eastern that day. I tweeted, disappointing for college football if Nebraska doesn't go to Norman. Have to believe it's about needing another home game rather than avoiding a loss following a COVID season without fans that resulted in budget and job cuts. The change would benefit Lincoln. Regardless, optics aren't great. Which, all of that, that was was purely speculation, but just trying to think like there's no way Nebraska would back out of a game to avoid a loss because that to me is Little League Baseball, getting it back to – Little League Baseball. New Major League ba- Little League Baseball. New Major League Baseball. <laughs> Getting back no, to that. Little that's... League Baseball. 
to Major League Baseball. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, you're right, though. But it would be. Like, you just, people would see right through that, right? right? Like, you would have to be an idiot to say, we're going to use COVID as cover to back out of a game that we're probably going to lose. Well, and how about the fact that you would not play Oklahoma to play a certain team that everyone knows about? Talking about a little team called Old Dominion? Old Dominion? Okay. Would that have been... Would that have been storybook, right? Like, right. You you back out of the game, the game of the century reunion, for the game of the millennium reunions. Old Dominion. <laughs> um. So, but no, I, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand but, everything that you're saying here. But, but I say all of that to say that you still can't back out of the game, no. right? Like, Next you can't. Question. Not answering like, more back out I, questions. I, the finances of of. You know, helping out Lincoln and, and the statement they put out, I felt like they read my tweet and just said, "You know what? That's good. We'll take that." <laughs> they put out the <laughs> statement. Right? You guys see what Schick, the Schick guy, put something pretty good. You go with that. <laughs> we'll go with this alibi. Why? I mean, it was. I mean, seriously, it, it mentioned job cuts, budget. It mentioned the city of Lincoln and the surrounding community. And I read that. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now, do you take it at face value? I, I just. I here's what I do, Nick. Here's I be, what you do. I believe I believe that they were exploring it because they want another home game specifically in September. They want to do eight home games and when they schedule this game, you can't envision what has happened not only with the program but also with the pandemic and so you say okay, maybe maybe people, you know, you're in your own cubicle, right? You're just like, "Eh, maybe the outside world will understand this cuz you know, in my head it makes sense." And then the trial balloon goes out or Oklahoma leaks it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that, that probably wasn't a, a good thing to do at all. No, I mean, in right. some ways, it, all. It's, it, turn, it turns out to be a blessing in disguise that Brett McMurphy got wind of this in some ways and, and leaked it because, boy, oh, boy, th- think if they would have gone through with all of this and truthfully would have dropped the Oklahoma game. Just announced it. Just, just announced, announced it. Hey, we are – uh, we will not be playing Oklahoma. Instead, we're going to be playing Old Dominion. Hope everyone's happy Old about Dominion. that. <laughs> you know, like people would have lost their minds. But would would they? Now, let me ask you this: If they would have said, "Look, people because of the pandemic," yeah. and they went, people were not happy here. Oh, I get you. Ooh, but mama. if they would have said, if they went through with it, but if they would have gone with Oklahoma and both sides said, "Okay, let's just push it back a year because of the pandemic." You know, we'll switch it up. We'll go to Norman next year. You come to Lincoln the year after, or whatever it was. Would it have been met with the same thing if they announced a rescheduling of it in conjunction with not doing it this year? Or was it more about because there was none of that? It was just like, they're trying to get out of it. That looks terrible. That's bad. You see where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah, like, I mean, I think if I think if it would have been packaged where Oklahoma, everyone was on, right. on board, air quotes, right. or on board with rescheduling it, I, 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 I don't think it would have been met maybe with the same. But, but the, the way fact that packaged, Castiglione came yeah. out with that statement, you're like, okay, this ain't an Oklahoma thing at all. No. Right. The, the way it was presented, the way it was packaged, it looks like Nebraska's just straight up ducking Oklahoma because they don't want to get their fannies waxed in Norman. Like, that's what it looks like. Right. And, the, and the problem is that we all – Nebraska has become a punchline right. – and, you know, a, a pinata for a lot of national college football pundits. And the problem is, too, when you position yourself, this is something that when, when you position yourself as the program of, hey, man, we just want to play, any, we'll play anybody, anywhere, we want to play, we don't care, we just want to play. When you position yourself as that, you, you better, you're, you know, your bite better match your bark. And that's why I never, I, even though I understood not playing in a bowl game this year, I didn't love it because I didn't feel like it jived with what you were saying at the start of the year. So that's the problem. When you kind of paint yourself into a corner of branding yourself like something, well, then, you know, you better, you, you, you better live up to it. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, it's pandemics give you reasons to cut jobs to cut budgets, to cut sports. In 2021, 
they do not give you reasons to reschedule games. Especially, like, especially when the whole reason for the game is that it's the 50th anniversary of one of the biggest college football games ever and unquestionably the biggest Nebraska football game ever. Like, it's just any way you slice it, it's a bad look. I do really, really wish, because I think everything you laid out was probably all at play with... It had to be. It had, it to, had be. to be. But I would love to know if there were a few other things at play, like, hey, man, you know, they probably don't say this out loud. Moose and Frost maybe didn't say this out loud, but hey, man, dude, it's we're 12 and 20. We haven't been to a bowl game yet. If we don't go to a bowl game next year... Things are not gonna. Things are gonna really heat up around here. Look at our schedule. Is there a way we can massage this thing a little bit? Maybe find a W to give us a better opportunity to get to a bowl. You wonder if there was a little bit of that at play too. I don't know. I I, I sure hope not. But I I think I think everything was on the table in terms of reasonings for this. It's really, you know, it's unfortunate the schedule has fallen the way it is, where you're going to get brutal. one home brutal. one home game in September. Brutal. In August, right? Yep. And so, um, yeah, for recruiting purposes, that's not good. For, you know, community finances and university, that's not good. You know, but but as, you know, John Bishop said, put this nicely, like the, the whole thing about budget issues, one game isn't going to solve everyone's budget issue. You know, like, no, whatever budget problems you have, first of all, everyone's going through it. Second of all, one game, this is a multi-year rebuild, for lack of a better term, for everyone to get financially their feet underneath them. And and the other thing, too, with this, th- think about this, the, the buyout for canceling right. or getting out of the Oklahoma game was reportedly a million bucks. So you were going to... You were going to pay a million bucks to get out of that game. Then you were probably going to have to pay a million bucks to a Mac opponent to come play that game. So now you've spent $2 million just to get a home game. Yeah, and I think the rescheduling of the game might have negated the buyout if they said, let's reschedule it. But, yeah, I mean, I thought about the buyout of that, too. It's like the buyout of that or buying a team, getting a buy game, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I mean – so you that's know. the problem. It's like when you say it, like, yeah. oh, do you get the budget issues? You do. But one, it's not like someone ran into Bill Moose's office. It was like, Bill, we ran the numbers. We are going to be totally financially <laughs> back if we just have one more home game. I, there's just no way, right? There's, there's just no way that's the case. No, no. That's there there isn't. Help, but there, there isn't the case. But... It's like I was trying to think about in my head. What is the what's the value of a home game in Lincoln? Not only for, like you mentioned, not only for money, Lincoln community budget, also recruiting, hosting, yeah, positive momentum, all of those things that you're trying to do. Where you know the the tough part about this is when did they schedule that Oklahoma game? 2012, they- I thought that was when right right when Osborne was stepping aside. So I mean, 2000. So I mean, almost a, ten years ago. You schedule that game because you know, give us some time, we'll be ready. Yeah. And then nine years later, you're worse. Oh yeah, you're substantially worse. Right. And so all of that rolled in where, yeah, it looks like you're ducking. It abs- and that's why even as I'm I'm tweeting about this. I go, I'm thinking you can come up with any justification for it where financially it probably, in my mind, it makes more sense financially to get a home game instead of doing this, especially, especially when you're going to get waxed, right? Like you, that's just adding to the reasons, but it's not the foundation of the reason. But you know, and I kind of said it tug in cheek, like pandemic, you can cut this, cut that, cut that. But if you reschedule a home game, no, no, no. It's the nature of the home game, though. Right. It's the, or not the home game, excuse me. The, the nature of the game with Oklahoma, it's the fact that it's Oklahoma. It's the fact that it's the 50th anniversary. It's the fact that this game's been on the books for nine years. Now, the pandemic's only been around for one year. So, again, 
you can kind of go around in your brain, but there's got to be, there has to be people talking about this internally and enough people outside the bubble to say, look, if this gets out, this ain't going to go well. No. Where, where are the PR people to say, I wouldn't do this? Yeah. Like, it had gotten so far down the line that they had talked. Like, they had talked Brett McMurphy knows opponents. the opponents? Right. I mean, that to me is like, you're just not getting good advice. Well, that, that's the thing. I think I, I was thinking about it with the day it broke. And it's always it's one thing when one person acting individually does something stupid, right? The thing that never ceases to amaze me is when a group of people, a very large entity with multiple, numerous people that are all making collective decisions, how could all of those people make a make this this choice and make this decision that's the thing that blows me away the most and because i do think we're all we're all a little young to fully appreciate probably what nebraska oklahoma was you know but imagine i mean i'm trying to think of what this would be an equivalent to like imagine i can't say duke carolina in basketball but at one point, this Nebraska-Oklahoma was Duke-Carolina basketball. Like, the, it was the equivalent of Duke-Carolina basketball. Nebraska-Oklahoma was that for football. Like, so imagine if all of a sudden, you know, at Bama and Auburn or Bama-LSU or, or Duke-Carolina basketball, they stop playing. They're in different conferences, and then they're going to have a, a – they're going to rekindle the rivalry for an anniversary. And then Carolina's like, I don't want to play Duke. It's just to be like, what? It'd be like Texas and Texas A&M or something like right. that, even though they're in state. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very it's, similar. Like it, it, it is, you know, when I, when I was doing in during the, during the off season here, when Bo and I were doing those Nebraska classic recaps, the Husker classic recaps, we did the 78 Oklahoma game, which was the very first, the first win for Tom Osborne over Oklahoma and watching that game. Gave me a a a great, and I'm talking because I mean obviously the game of the centuries, you know, up there it's it's on a whole other stratosphere. But, but watching that game gave me a greater understanding of how much that game meant because you could tell like Osborne the 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 funniest part about that game the they they pan to Osborne on the sideline and it you know they have a graphic underneath them it just says Tom Osborne and underneath it it says has not beaten Oklahoma. That's it. That's it. To give you a sense of like how big of a deal this game was and how there's a lot of people that felt like if he didn't win that game, there was a chance he was going to get run out of town even though he had been winning at a pretty high clip. Like I also think like there's a there's a generation of Husker fans that it it is it, it, it is unfathomable to try to get out of playing you of playing Oklahoma. Like, it's unfathomable. Yeah, and and that's one of the things where I come at it from the non-Husker fan born and raised right. type of thing, where, you know, a lot of the media, quite frankly, that covers the team has either been there for 20 years or is born and raised there, right? right. So Chattel, Sip, all those. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Mitch, Dirk, like, they, you grow up there, right? so you feel it. I want them to do well, but I don't feel you know, like that Oklahoma-Nebraska rivalry. I'm the college football fan in that. I'm not the, oh, this is the long story tradition. Like, I wasn't around for that until the back end of it when Oklahoma was winning most of those games. Right. And so, yeah, and I completely get it. And it's one of those things that it's just another embarrassment that was completely avoidable. And all it needed was somebody in the room to speak some common sense into the chaos. And it got so far down the rabbit hole that it caught, it forced someone to leak it. It forced someone to go, you got to get this news out here because we ain't figuring it out. Right. That's the only explanation for it. Or it was from the Oklahoma side who was so upset. Right. Either way, there was well, no agreement on it. And, and that's the thing that like, it's, it was one thing. Remember when honestly, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for Sean, I and him getting fired 
was Black Friday. His Black getting off of Black Friday. Right. Right. But you could even though that got him I mean it, it also then they lose to Northern Illinois that that Saturday and that was kind of like the it you but it was really that that really really did him in. And you could rap you could rationalize that being like okay, here's Mike Riley, an outsider. He doesn't get the historical importance to playing on Black Friday. Here's Sean Eichhorst. He's an outsider. He doesn't get that. Here's what I don't like. Scott Frost, even a guy like Matt Davison's in the athletic department. This is Tecumseh, Nebraska, Wood River, Nebraska, born and raised, blood, sweat, and tears. If there's any two people that I have to imagine were in those meetings that I, I just have a hard time even for a second envisioning Frost and Davison at a meeting, and that gets presented, and they wouldn't go, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. No. Listen, we cannot, we cannot get out of this Oklahoma game. No way. You know what they needed in that room? You know who they needed? It's only one man who should have been in that room. And that was Caller Josh. You obviously don't understand Nebraska football. That's it. Should have done it. Josh, never it's that 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 drop has never been more applicable. You know what? They might not understand the fabric of the rivalry, or or maybe they do, and that's what that's what's so puzzling with uh Frost and Davison. But they do understand how good Oklahoma is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, you can't come at this from just a pure like, oh God, we gotta play Buffalo. Oh god, they're pretty good. Open the season in Champaign. Oh, Brett Bielema. Okay, we got at Michigan State. Still got to play Michigan, Ohio State. And we got to get to six wins with this. Okay, we can't drop any Big Ten games. What are we going to do? You know, like, you, you can understand it's how you... It's the only movable. It's the only movable game. It's the only movable right, game. It's the only, you, you can yeah. understand how one would arrive at at that possibility. But at the same time, you could. All, it's also... You can't understand it, given everything we just laid out. Yeah, and I the last year has forced me to view things in a completely different perspective because of the pandemic, social justice, all of those things the last 12 months where you yeah. go, okay, is there a deeper reason to this? And I would hope that the reason was not to get to six wins. I hope the reason was we need another home game and let's offend some people because we need to make this happen. Fine. The ignorance of the the decision at least was based on the betterment of whatever, right? Like, not the win-loss record, but financial, all the things we've been over. Right. If it wasn't that, I mean, I just can't fathom it. I can't can't fathom that. And that's why I didn't want my mind to go there. But, But here's the problem is I also can't fathom the other side of it of, like we just said, one game isn't going to solve. I'm not saying it's not going to help. But is it going to help enough to go down this path? No, not not one game, not one game. I mean, I it's get a, all the a, reasons. All of these, all of these home games are are band aids to head wounds after the last twelve months. Right, right, right. They're they're all of those things. It is hard to separate. Like if 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 this was a game where you knew you were going to win on the road, are you rescheduling it for a home game? Right, right. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I can I completely get why people would would go there. Here's the other thing too: Oklahoma needs this game because they're thinking college football playoff. Right. And you know what? We need to play a Power Five team in the non-con, and this is what it is. You know, this is what we're gonna do. I know. So I know. Yeah. What an unfortunate deal. I mean, it just of all yeah. the you you didn't think there'd be an embarrassing. Nebraska football story on Friday, March twelfth, or whatever, whatever the day was. You know, I mean, right when, right when college basketball is taking center stage and all that stuff. Somehow, Nebraska football found its way to being on the top of the, of of everything, with with talk radio and all that stuff. It's just crazy, totally crazy. Yeah, it was a quick story. It was like the hey, Nebraska's going to schedule, you know, Panera Bread Tech that they were going to schedule <laughs> yeah. during the non-con during the COVID. That went by within an hour. This was like a seven or eight hour story. It should have been a ninety second story. Uh, should have been a non story, but yeah. it's really, yeah, really too bad. You know what? Win some games, um, and then that'll Winning fix some solves things. things, Matt. Winning sure you heard does. That uh, well, hopefully they can win that red white game coming up May first. All right. Yeah. So, 
Hope you enjoyed the drop-off tournament. Oh. Uh, again, your number one seeds. We'll post the uh, matchups online. And uh, we will see. You know what? This, guy, this podcast has gone on way too long. we got to get out. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. Uh, who's your pick, by the way, for the national championship? Gonzaga. <laughs> it's just hard to How? talk yourself out of it, Matt. I mean, yeah. it just is. Well, I don't know why you have to go chalk like that. It's just so it's boring. Well, what's it's your ridiculous. pick? Illinois. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Sick and Nick. Yes. Sick and Nick. Yes. Sick and Nick show. Yes. Here we go. Catch the fever. A Huda Media Production.